Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Market View on Money FM 89.3. That's right, you're listening to Money FM 89.3 and it's now time for Market View where we take a look at how the Singapore stock market is likely to close for the day, the biggest movers, sectors and companies to watch. But as always, a quick recap of how we started. Well, Singapore shares struggled to advance at the open today as a mixed performance on global stock markets clashed with a better-than-expected performance of the country's October non-oil domestic exports, also better known as Nodex. Now, to recap, data from Enterprise Singapore showed that Nodex shrank 3.4% year-on-year, easing from steeper falls in preceding months. Now, in early trade, the Straits Times Index was down 0.6% to 3,114 points after some 36 million securities changed hands in the broader market. The numbers on the S are still firming up, but here's what I have on my screen. The Straits Times Index down 0.28% at 3,124 points. In terms of value turnover, that's 675 million Sing dollars. Gainers trailed losers 294 versus 310. Top five movers by value we have here DBS, UOB, Gunting Singapore, OCBC, and Singtel. And heavily traded securities included Seatrim, Gunting Singapore, and Thai Beverage. Now, in terms of companies to watch for today, we do have Singtel, the telco, clarified yesterday that its November 8th Optus network outage and Australia was not caused by the upgrade of its Singtel Internet Exchange, also known as Sticks. Now, meanwhile, from Alibaba Group walking back on its plans to spin off and list its 11 billion US dollar cloud business unit to Apple, planning to make it easier to text between iPhones and Androids. More corporate headlines in focus today. And joining me on the line is Sunny So, lead technical analyst, capital markets and investor education at SIAS. Sunny, welcome. Hi, Tianjie, and good to hear from you again. Good to hear from you too. And let's start with the usuals, right? How did the SDI fare so far today after looking at forecast beating US jobless claim figures? Are earlier rate hikes giving us the desired outcomes? Could it be overdone? Mm, yeah, our, our benchmark SDI index not looking very good today. I'm looking at my screen. I saw the same numbers as you saw just yeah. now, 0.28%. We are down to 3,124 points. And uh, although we recovered from the earlier slump in the day, we are still down about 0.35% for the whole week. Of course, this is after the mixed performance overnight on Wall Street. So the higher than expected uh, weekly jobless uh, claims numbers, without a doubt, uh, actually added optimism to calls that the U.S. central banks would not need to tighten further. And looking at the inflation data that was published in the middle of the week, the weaker than expected figures on consumer and producer strides uh, definitely uh, also does not suggest that the Fed should hike rates further again. So this surely indicates that... Um, the more than one year ago rate hikes that we have been going through is having some kind of a desired effect right now. But on the outcome of whether it's, uh, it could be overdone, uh, only time will tell. But looking mm. at the strong corporate balance sheet and the household saving, the small dip in the unemployment rate earlier at the beginning of this month, and of course the inflation data and jobless claim this week, I think we are still on track for a soft landing. I'm not having any thoughts of a deep recession that's coming or the rates are being overdone. But just let the full force of the rate hike take effect. And definitely based on this data, we do not warrant a further rate hike from here. 
Right. And I do want to take a look at the latest Nodex figures out of Singapore. Sunny Nodex strength 3.4% year-on-year in October, which is an easing from September's 13.2% fall, also better than that 6% contraction private sector economists were expecting. How far can we take heart in the latest numbers, though? Yes, how far can we take heart? Yes, so the... Uh the Enterprise Singapore data showed that we shrank about 3.4% year-on-year, easing from the 13.2% for last month. So maybe we have turned the corner, but the uncertainties in China economic recovery as well as the Middle East uh, crisis can still affect this rebound. Now, diving deeper, uh, the Nodex to our top markets declined as a whole with Taiwan, US and South Korea being the largest contributor to the decline. But this was mitigated by growth in export to China, Europe and Hong Kong. So overall, the Singapore manufacturing sector should see a cautious recovery along the signs of stabilization in the global uh, electronics industry. Travel-related and domestic-oriented sectors should see a normalization in growth as a post-reopening boost fit off. And the numbers that we see now are more or less in line with MES projected uh, 2023 GDP growth to be at the lower half of the uh, 0.5% to 1.5% range. And Singapore economic growth projected uh, to improve more gradually in the second half of 2024. Mm, right, and let's zoom in on some of the companies to watch, uh, Sunny. We do have Singtel today clarifying that that November 8th, uh, Optus Network outage in Australia was not caused by the upgrade of its uh, sticks or Singtel Internet Exchange. Also in focus today, another company called Valumex Group. Um, one company that was set up to hold its shares has applied to list on Bursa Malaysia. Now, considering the two, which one stood out to you today? I think the Singtel story stood out more to me as there were a few twists and turns over there. Yeah. But let's talk about the Value Max Group and the Wellchip first. Okay. So the move by Wellchip to list on Malaysia Stock Exchange, right, is just to take Value Max a step closer towards listing its uh, Malaysia associated companies on their domestic market. So the share swap consideration was about forty-nine uh, million Sing dollars based on the twenty twenty-two year-end total net asset value of the uh, four uh, domestic companies. This proposed internal restructuring is not expected to affect the group's consolidated net tangible asset value Mm -hmm. as well as the earnings per share for the financial year. And furthermore, there will be no change in the company share structure as a result of the restructuring. So probably this is just a corporate exercise to lift the smaller associated uh, companies on the Busa exchange. Mm. But on Singtel, the group has clarified that uh, during the upgrade, the data traffic was routed to other points of presence on the Sticks network and mm. back to its customer network. And the upgrade was completed within 20 minutes. All of its customer routers uh, that were connected to it, including Optus, were up and running after that. So this is likely an isolated issue with Optus as other customers using the uh, the exchange, the Sticks exchange, were not affected by the 14 hours long outage that Optus experienced. So uh, Singtel also said that they will continue to support Optus as it it investigates further and continue to improve its infrastructure. So the pullback in the Singtel share price recently may be unwarranted and hence there may be some value emerging over there. Mm, Don't mind me just popping this very quickly, right? Why is it so important for Singtel to come up to say that the outage is not caused by that scheduled upgrade? 
Well, if Singtel do not come and clarify this, that uh, this is uh, not due to their schedule upgrade, then uh, it will mean that the other customers of Singtel using the stick network will also be affected. And mm. this might not be very good uh, for their customer to have the confidence on the Singtel network or infrastructure or even security issue. So it's important for Singtel to come out and clarify their position and what has really happened yep. and for Optus to really investigate further and dive it down to what the cause of this problem so that uh, the infrastructure, the security system can be, uh, can be uh, strengthened further. Yep. And uh, if you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with Sunny So, Lead Technical Analyst, Capital Markets and Investor Education at SIAS. Well, across the region, uh, Sunny, Alibaba Group, this one, big news today, walking back on plans to spin off and list its 11 billion US dollar cloud business unit. The stock down 9.1%, wiping over 20 billion US dollars of market value for Alibaba. And if I recall correctly, that's overnight. Uh, how would you read into this? What is the near term for Alibaba then? Yes, this big drop, I think, may have single-handedly bring down the whole Hang Seng market today. But this is definitely the not very yeah. good news for Alibaba Group shareholders. Uh, look back at very recent history, Alibaba Group share price peaked around three years ago at Hong Kong, $309. That was in October uh, 2022. During then, Alibaba was one of the most promising tech stocks that we are looking out for in Asia. And then after that, a series of government crackdown on the influence of Chinese big tech wiped off about 1.1 US trillion dollars mm. of the market. And this includes events like ban of video games for youngsters, shelving of the NIPO, and the co-founder of Alibaba, Jack Ma, actually lying low for a period of time. And investors were hoping for a very long time that since this rule, uh, this rule since the late 2020 was, was starting to ease now because the People's Bank of China indicates a change in direction could be underway. And this latest development today of uh, walking back on its plans to spin off its cloud business may signal that the regulatory environment or the greater environment as a whole may not be ready yet to ease on the, the rules that were imposed so far. So although the group did say that uh, this, uh, this move was due largely to the US curb on the exports of chips to China, so the spin-off of Alibaba Group shares will mean a lot to investors because it allows them to focus and invest on the most promising business of Alibaba like AI cloud or fintech. And this cancellation of a full spin-off of AliCloud is a negative surprise and dashes all hopes of the shareholders that this will unlock value and return the group to its peak valuation of US $830 billion in 2022. Mm, if I recall correctly, there's also another news coming up which is the value of Tencent is now way higher than Alibaba. Um, but before we let you go, Sunny, Apple plans to adopt a tech standard next year that will allow text messaging to operate more smoothly between iPhones and Android devices. Now, Apple, as we know, has been very protective of that iMessage system. So why is it adopting the standard right now? Has it got to do with regulatory scrutiny? Yeah, so two parts to this question. Let's talk about the regulatory part first. And for more than a year, Google, Android and others have been pushing Apple to adopt this uh, rich communication services, uh, RCS technology in short. So RCS is an upgrade over the SMS that we have, we have been we are known to, backed by the GSM Association that represents the interests of uh, mobile network operators worldwide. And Apple is now facing scrutiny from EU regulators that the company and the company is preparing to overhaul its iPhone and iPad software mm. in EU to meet the regulatory requirements of the region due to the Digital Market Act. 
So we spoke a few weeks ago about iPhone sales in China has been dropping. And now with this uh, regulation, they definitely do not want to lose out on the EU market either. So why are they adopting this standard right now? I think uh, they will be losing more market share if mm. they do not uh, adopt this uh, standard right now. And this is on top of uh, the, the bad uh, the bad adoption rate of the iPhone sales numbers uh, and more users switching out from the iOS system. So I think there is a two parts in play, both the regulatory scrutiny as well as market pressure at work here, forcing Apple to make the switch to adopt the RCS technology now. Hmm. Lots happening in this sphere. And thanks a lot, Sunny. That was Sunny So, lead technical analyst, capital markets and investor education at Sias. Thank you very much, as always, for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.